0: Sister Simone Campbell graduated from King Hall as part of the Class of 1977. As the Executive Director of Network, she lobbies for economic justice, immigration reform, and health care. During the 2010 congressional debate on health care reform, Sister Simone wrote the, quote, nun's letter, supporting the bill, and got 59 leaders of the Catholic Sisters to sign on to the letter. This action was critically important in passing the Affordable Care Act. President Obama thanked her, Sister Simone was invited to the signing ceremony for the Affordable Care Act. Sister Simone was instrumental in organizing the cross country nuns on the bus tours, focusing on economic justice, comprehensive immigration reform, and voter turnout. She spoke at the 2012 Democratic National Convention and made appearances on 60 Minutes, The Colbert Report, and The Daily Show and she's received too many awards for me to mention today. As a student at King Hall, Sister Simone was an editor on the UC Davis Law Review and a member of the Women's Law Caucus. We are honored to have her join us on what is the 40th anniversary of her own graduation from King Hall. Please welcome Sister Simone Campbell.
1: Thank you so much, what an honor to be here and to celebrate with you graduates. But I'd like to point out that I'm not so sure how law-abiding you are when the Dean asked to hold applause (laughs) and everybody managed to slip in their favorites. Congratulations to you, those are the kind of lawyers we need who can (laughs) figure a way through this. It really is such a profound opportunity to celebrate, as Rabia was saying, but also to know that for many of you, the bar exam is just ahead, as Professor Larson pointed out. And I want to say that when I finished the bar exam, I realized I needed a course in remedial socializing (laughs) so that I could re-engage with friends and families that had supported me like all of your friends and families here in the auditorium. Congratulations to you, friends and family, for getting through this time while your loved ones have been here at King Hall. Thank you for supporting them. Thank you for supporting them for the next few weeks while they even go nuttier than usual as they prepare for the bar exam. And quite frankly, thank you to the faculty that has made this day possible for you all because it is the faculty's responsibility to nourish young people to come to develop the critical thinking the challenging approach to argument, the willingness to figure out how to move ahead. It is that gift that the faculty has given to you all. while you all probably brought your argumentative personalities, which were shaped by the diaper changing crowd in the room. <laughs> but I want to say congratulations and thank you for doing this. Thank you for graduating and moving into a profession that is desperately needed in our time. You might not have been paying attention to the news because you had finals and things going on, preparing for graduation. But we need good lawyers right now in our nation. And as I was reflecting to prepare for this talk, I realized that the role of lawyers is to help manage societal crisis and chaos. And what you are emerging into is a field that is in sore need of clear heads, of keen understanding, and a willingness to make the necessary arguments for the sake of our society and for the sake of our constitution. This graduating in challenging times is quite like the time of Dr. King, for which our beloved King Hall is named. Dr. King said in his speech 50 years ago this year at Riverside Church in New York, it's called the Beyond Vietnam speech. He said that he felt that his ordination, his receiving of the Nobel Peace Prize was a commissioning, a commissioning for him to work harder than he had ever worked before for the sake of the human family. And I would say that our reality right now, I would say that you're graduating, you're moving into the profession is a commissioning of you for the same work, to work harder than we have ever worked before for the sake of the whole human family. Well, but it's not going to be easy. You're academically prepared. You have the mental toughness to do this. But I'd like to add one other piece that you need. Because I know when I was in law school, I often felt like my head was broken. I remember leaving civil procedure at the end of that, at the first year, and I just came out and, where's Rabia? I was one of those people crying in the women's restroom. I, I just thought, I don't understand this. Who cares about third party beneficiaries? I don't know. (laughs) But what I came to learn was that it didn't matter so much about the specifics. But what it mattered. What mattered was the courage to do the rigorous study to be able to make a case. But having broken your heads for the last three years or whatever you've been here I would like to urge you in the practice to open yourself up to one more step. And that is to break your hearts. Because if your hearts are broken open, what I have discovered is joy and community is released into our society. Some of you already know this because I've heard that some of you had your hearts broken open and you went quickly to airports to respond to the needs. Of our people where your intellect you brought the capacity to engage and broken-hearted you were gonna act that's the joy of being a lawyer we don't get stymied we keep going so I want to share with you a few of the people that have broken my heart and urge you to be open to them my heart was broken by Catherine in in Kansas City a 16 year old dreamer a DACA kid who had been able to get this protected status, a deferral of deportation under President Obama's orders. But her parents went to the police station to pay a traffic ticket, and they ended up getting deported. Catherine, 16 years old, got left with five siblings, siblings—three three, excuse me, four U.S. citizens and one dreamer like herself. Her sister, Stephanie, a 12-year-old dreamer, thinking that it would be better for her sister if she wasn't there because times were so tough, attempted suicide. This is wrong in the richest nation on earth that we cannot care for our families. It is wrong that Catherine would be left with this burden. It is wrong that we, the lawyers, have not been able to change or fix this horrible law. But you know what? The broken hearted reality fuels my passion for change. And I have a hunch, it fuels yours too. That is the purpose of a broken heart. My heart was broken by Thomas Cena in Indianapolis this year, this past year, just before the election, where we showed these video, let's see, it was a GED class, uh, adults getting their high school diplomas. Thomasina is probably like late 20s, she has two kids, there were 25 people in the room, we got them talking about what they worried about in this election, it was wages and housing costs. Quite understandable for low-wage workers to worry about these things. Then we showed videos side-by-sides that we'd made comparing Secretary Clinton and Mr. Trump's position. Thomasina blurts out after seeing two 90 seconds side-by-sides, I wasn't gonna vote. I was afraid I would hurt our country, now I can vote. And talking with her, what I realized was she had only seen negative ads on television and didn't know who to choose. She broke my heart that in our nation, our education of our populace is so poor that people don't know positive, affirming positions. And rather we get caught in focus groups and divisions. We, lawyers, have a responsibility to do a better job at educating our people. So that Thomasina should not be afraid to vote because she would hurt our country. But rather we can choose together to act for the common good. My heart's been broken open by Amy. Amy in the St. Louis is a professor and is in a group called Mothers to Mothers. After uh, Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, Amy and her friends came together and said as African-American moms, we have to do something. And so what they decided to do was in groups to go talk to groups of white women about what African-American moms have to worry about and white moms don't. Because we too do not talk about this reality often enough. Amy says she quizzes her two boys. At the time I met her, she had a 10th grader and a 6th grader. And you who are African Americans know the drill. She says everybody does it, that when you quiz the kids You keep when you're, when you're stopped, not if you're stopped by the police. You keep your hands out of your pockets. You keep your arms away from your body. You say yes, sir, no, sir, and you don't get any teenage attitude. Well, I don't know about you, but when I was a teenager I had a lot of attitude and I'm not sure my mom telling me not to do it was going to make a difference but it was Amy's effort to keep her kids safe and her sixth grader said to her mom how long is this going to go on and she said to him if things keep up the way they are the rest of your life that broke my heart And it fueled my passion for making a difference, for changing the original sin of our nation from this horror of racism that we still have the residue and change it for the common good. So all are included. But see how this works? If your heart's broken open, then we step into that place where we have a passion for change. You know that. Your clinicals have shown you that. It's probably part of the reason you went to law school, especially at King Hall. And we need King Hall graduates to do the courageous work of engaging a society in chaos, a society that is challenged by individualism, fear, division. But we know better than that, right? And when your heart is broken open, the thing I've discovered is then there's room for everyone. There's even room for this Trump supporter I met in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, who was so adamantly for Trump. And when I talked to him, find out why, it turned out he was so worried about his kids who couldn't find good jobs. He was worried about himself who had never measured up. And finally, I realized he he felt he hadn't measured up to his parents' expectations. And so I said to him, it seems like you feel a little ashamed. Is that true? And all of a sudden, he got tears in his eyes, and he said, yeah. And I realized the anger is covering the shame. And we have no way of talking about the struggle of everyone in our nation. Your challenge, your call, oh, beloved class of 2017, is you have the chance to get the stories out. You have the chance to be bold enough to engage in difference, to listen to different perspectives, and you can make the choice for courageous action in the law. In times of chaos, we need lawyers to navigate these shoals, these challenging times. And if you choose justice, then we might be able to say together what Dr. King said at the end of his speech at Riverside. Dr. King said, and if we will only make the right choice, and I add, I know you will, we will be able to transform this pending cosmic elegy into a creative psalm of peace. If we will make the right choice, we will be able to transform the jaggling discords of our world into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. If we will but make the right choice, we will be able to speed up the day all over America and all over our world, when justice will roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. King Hall graduates, please, I beg you, welcome to the Alumni Association, but most importantly, please make the right choice. We the people, of the United States are depending on you. Thank you.